Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business podcast from the Business in Vancouver newsroom. I'm Kirk LaPointe, Editor-in-Chief. We have several events coming up that I want to mention to you. May 8th, we're going to take a look at finding the right buyer and price for your business. May 14th, uh, we're going to look at money laundering. And on the 22nd, on the second wave of cannabis legalization. We'd love for you to join us for these expert panel discussions. Details now are at BIB.com slash events. Well, we're delighted to be the media sponsors of the annual Impact Gala, May 8th, for the tremendous initiative in our community, Dress for Success. Over the last two decades, more than 35,000 35, women have been helped with access to professional training, tools, and attire, and the data on the billion-dollar economic effect of the initiative is a profound accomplishment in our community. My guest today is no stranger to organizations that have empowered women. Amy Robichaud is the new executive director of Dress for Success. She arrives from the Minerva Foundation and is the co-founder of fundher.ca. We're going to have a nice chat. Good to have you here. Happy to be here. You know, you could presumably spend your time on all sorts of things. Uh, and what is it about your life story? Well, you're giving your life story that moved you to this space. Well, uh, I come from a family that worked very, very hard to set me up for success. Um, yeah. My mother uh, has been in turns called a bulldozer and an inspiration, just mm-hmm. a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the prime breadwinner in our family. Yeah, uh, I grew up in Southern Alberta. And we did not have a lot, a lot of the time. I remember uh, all of us pitching in and working together to 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 keep it going. My mm-hmm. whole family sitting at the table, um, conversations about finance and where we were going and how we'll go that month were were daily felt like to me. So mm-hmm. I I know what it feels like to struggle and to succeed and to overcome through grit and hard work and opportunity. And I was fortunate enough to have uh, a family um, led by very strong women who uh, did everything in their power to set me up for success um, and who were able to do that. And I was able to grab on those opportunities as they came past my view. And uh, it it profoundly changed my life to be able to pull myself up and be lifted into positions of greater success, post-secondary education, professional careers. Uh, and I believe that every woman deserves the ability to do that. Um, yeah. And I also know that despite deserving the ability to do that, lots of women don't have the opportunity to grab those same moments. And that's what Dress for Success does. And that's what brought me here. Yeah. I mean, that's a very powerful story. Uh what I wonder about, though, is some people will, uh, in in rising out of that, want to actually turn their back on it, get away from it, totally escape it, try not to necessarily make it a a, a feature of their careers, where you know you're summoning some of those experiences at times when you're encountering others' difficulties. So, what was it about you that then said, look, I'm, I, I'm going to, in a sense, there's going to be a bit of a continuum here for me in my life with this. That's a funny question for me because it never occurred to me not to. This is this has been my career. I've worked in the, as a nonprofit management professional my entire career. Mm-hmm. It's always been about giving back and being part of the community. Um, where I think that comes from is that it has never once been possible for my life to be the way it is without others. It's always been about relationships and community and um, 
I've never been able to stand anywhere and go, I did this by myself. Mm. I've always been able to point to the the army of friends and family and colleagues and champions, men and women, um, who were related to me for all kinds of different reasons, who stuck their neck out so that I could stick my neck out. Uh, And so it's never occurred to me that I wouldn't do that for other people. Um, It also turns out that I'm a very competitive person and I like to win. But I also yeah. like it when everybody wins. So yeah. falling into nonprofit fundraising, nonprofit management, where I get to convince other people to get involved to make the community richer, stronger, more resilient uh, is a win for me because I get to win uh, the argument or the, the conversation. It's a win for whoever is partnering with us, our donors, our partners, our sponsors, because they get to be part of the community. And it's an absolute win for the community because they get lifted. And yet there are less risky enterprises, less risky walks of life free to pursue. You know, you, you, you could apply, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, you could apply uh, all of this rigor that you obviously had to have, this discipline that you had to have in order to move out of hardship into something else that would probably, I don't know, almost add an extra zero to your paycheck kind of thing. Um, again, I'm, I'm asking this in a third different way. Why, why do this then? Why not? Um, I really couldn't apply it in another way. I have to love what I do. I obviously in my career, I've encountered all kinds of people who work a nine to five job, who live for the weekends, who do this to get that. Um, and I've been, it fascinates me because I could not get out of bed in the morning for something I don't love doing. Mm. I would have been fired from that job, whatever it was with the extra zero on it before I had a chance to start because I, it would have been clear that I didn't want to be there. Um, so for me, I, I do what I meant to do. I do it what keeps me motivated, what keeps me driven. I am exhausted at the end of every day and every week, but in the best kind of way because I've spent it doing something that I care deeply about. Um, And when I encounter or have encountered moments in my life where I've been tired for the other reasons because it was a slog or I wasn't, you know, finding myself motivated by it, I got out and I moved into something else that I could get excited about. Mm, Good. Okay. You know, I always wonder with people who – who devote such attention, who, who really occupy the leading edge in a lot of ways of, of socially and economically important work, as I think you're doing. Uh, I always want to try to find out what the current state of mind is in all of this. Like, what What's the mix there right now of satisfaction, frustration, infuriation? Tell me what these ingredients are and, and, and help me understand a little bit of the sense of progress for you here? Yeah, I would say my days are uh, fueled by five five components that are probably pretty equally mixed. Um, the bottom of that being caffeine is in every day. Uh-huh. Uh, I think um, I think infuri- I think infuriation or anger over uh, the right amount of that over the injustice that we see in this world is necessary. You have to be able to see that and hold to it and, and feel it and be vulnerable to it um, so that you don't lose touch with with what we're trying to fight for and work for in terms of, um, in my case, economic inclusion for women and other folks who have been otherwise marginalized in our economy. Uh, the other thing that, that drives me is data. 
Mm. I know for a fact that we all do better if we're all included in the economy. This is not just about the altruistic feeling or knowing it's the right thing to do for me. It is absolutely a business case. Um, I am a fiscal conservative and I run my own businesses and I know what the bottom line looks like. And Mm. I also know that the bottom line does better for all of us the more we include in the economy uh, and the more uh, productivity we can have in the economy. Some of our most productive members of the workforce or sections of the workforce are grossly underrepresented in the workforce right now. That's not good for anybody, especially in a diversifying and globalizing world for our country to be leaving value on the table or excluding value for our yeah. economy. Yeah. And the last piece for me is really hope. I am, a, I am an optimistic human being. I definitely believe in our better angels. I think that given the opportunity, folks will rise to their better angels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had that proven to me time and time again in this work. And so my days are this mix of of coffee and anger over the injustice that I see, hope for the future that when people are given the chance to write that, they do, um, and knowledge that it's the smart thing to do, the work that I do on a daily basis. So you've had this this mixture, uh, and but you're new to this job. You're brand new to it in a way. So t- t- give me your your uh, um, intern slash rookie feel for what it is that you're learning because you you've done other things that are relatively in this realm but nothing as specific as this yeah Yeah, so this is in my field but it is a i'm driving a new car through that field for sure Mm -hmm. um dress for success is a i feel like i've inherited a bit of a rocket ship that's ready to launch um we are well known and have been well known over 20 years as the people who provide women with interview clothes who you know help people get that foot through the door what is less well known about what we do but what is mission critical for the kind of work that i've been engaged with in my career is the professional development and the career services the one-on-one mentoring the workshops the employment retention programs that are all offered to our clients after they get that job or when they don't get that job and they're looking for the next one Mm -hmm. and that is a huge opportunity Um, It's an immense amount of value provided back into our business economy here in Vancouver, considering the professional development programs for employed women that we provide free of cost to those women. So it helps employers. It definitely helps those women maintain, retain, and advance in their positions. Um, And my take on it is that there's an opportunity for us to do more of that. And there's also a need. You know, the last municipal census we did here in Vancouver had still has women making on average $7,000 less than men in Metro Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, So there's work to do. We've Mm. made good strides. We've spent 20 years. We've put about a billion dollars back into the economy with over 30,000 women employed through our services. Uh, But there is more work to do because if we'd had pay equity in that time, we would have had a quarter billion more put into the economy. And that's where we are right now. And that's the road ahead. Uh, And it only helps all of us when that comes to the table um, into into our our business ecosystem. I think a lot of people might want to think that there is a finite finite need here. You've got a bottomless cup of coffee uh, during the course of the day. Is, is, Is there a bottomless need here? This is an infinite game. I think anybody who believes we're going to achieve um, 
full economic inclusion in one lifetime or one generation um, hasn't looked at the whole field. They haven't looked at all their data points. Uh, so this is an infinite game. This is about always creating more opportunity, um, more value, and uh, greater impact. But it also means that we have finite games that we that we can play within it. We can suit X amount of women a year and get them into interviews that they're more prepared for. We can keep X amount of women in the workforce through job retention programs that we provide on the other side of those interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can win those finite games. But it the, maintaining the health of our economy is in all of our best interests. It's a, it's as much a business imperative as, as it is a community imperative. Um, and if you go outside of the business realm, we know studies will tell us that Children of fully employed women are more productive yes. and they're likely to make more uh, in their careers. We know that when you put a woman to work, you put more money back into the economy than when you put a man to work because she's in charge of the social spending of her household. Yeah. So absolutely, it's a bottomless need because there are, I don't believe, I believe the, sorry, I believe it's a bottomless need because we have impact of scale. We help one woman, we help a whole community and it benefits all of us. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's an interesting um, area, of course, to to examine uh, structurally. Uh, but one area that I I, I want to focus in on, I mean, I've studied interviewing over the years, and and uh, so I I think I know at times how to ask a question in order to get somebody to talk more, right? an open ended question, for instance. But I'm interested on the other side of it. And specifically, you know, Dress for Success helps a lot of women essentially get the job interview that is going to be, you know, potentially pivotal. But when you think about where there is the greatest need for schooling or prepping somebody uh, in order to make sure that the interview is successful, are you facing an even bigger quandary or bigger challenge in the fact that that a lot of these women are coming from struggling places and that and that they haven't even really had the equipment uh, emotionally to be able to go in and and to have an interview where they're going to be putting their best foot forward at all times well that's part of what we offer between yeah. it's not just about a new suit it's about a new suit and an hour long you know, mock interview session and resume work and right. confidence building. And here's how you... And here's how you do it. So it's yeah. about our career center and our professional women's group that support us, our clients on the other side of the suiting. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I think you talk about, are there greater barriers? And I think there are. It's not just about equipping women to navigate the system they're going to walk into. It's also about looking at that system and understanding that there are barriers inherent on the other side of that interview table as well. Yeah. Um, and so that is um, very candidly one of the things I am most interested about in this new position for me is how can we be part of the thought leadership and the system change that needs to happen on both sides of the interview table uh, in terms of implicit bias or understanding multiple barriers, looking at our employees or potential employees as whole people who bring their whole selves to the job and accessing even greater value from them for that, but also understanding that that might mean that our systems of benefits or pay or structures ought to change to achieve full economic inclusion. So does that then uh, push you or pull you, I guess, a better way, into um, positions where you now feel like Dress for Success has to take a position with, um, with large-scale employers, with 
associations, with any organizations that are in the business of hiring regularly in order to provide them with essentially a, a better skill set on how to, first of all, how to recognize talent when it may not necessarily step up for itself, and then how to treat that talent, especially in its early days as it is uh, being transformed, right? I think there is absolutely a role for Dress for Success in the advocacy of transforming our, our workplaces mm-hmm. um, and our cultures within them in terms of greater inclusion. I don't think we can say we fully serve our clients if we only focus on their improvement or betterment or equipment mm-hmm. without looking at equipping employers equally. Um, it would be new ground for us, but it's ground that I think is we're ready for and that is necessary for organizations that do the kind of work we do, who are on the who are frontline working with our clients, to also take that lived experience and that lived knowledge and share that with employers, um, and help curate a receptiveness to that as well. And as we all know, um, a, a focus can get blurred so quickly with so many needs, right? So, so you as the new executive director have obviously a lot of impact, and it's not just the name of the of the gala impact and you're going to have impact. Where do you sort of see yourself um, defining the organization over the next while? Have you, you know, what, what thoughts do you have in the early stage about the mixture and the blend and how much of, how much time goes to each and all this? Because you have, you do have finite time if you don't have a finite need. Yeah, there is, there's a budget both a time budget and a monetary budget to address a, an infinite need on our side. Um, I'm a storyteller. That's my background. It's it's where I, I live and breathe. And so for me, this is about telling the story, uh, the whole story, from the women who walk through our doors, who are looking for that boost of confidence to get that interview, to get that job, to come back, to retain that job through our career programming, um, and knowing that that story doesn't end there. So it's building out and solidifying our spectrum of programming. It's a continuum from that first interview through to employment retention programs on our side. And knowing that that spectrum doesn't actually end there, but focusing on what's that the other end of that spectrum that we don't see right now, that invisible light, which is the, the culture and the systems that our women are employed into in the workforce. Um, that to me is the focus. It's building out that spectrum and that continuum of, of work. Uh, and so it's all on the same line. It's not... Um, it's not one or the other. It's just where are we on that continuum right now? And um, Dress for Success over the last 20 years with its past leadership, executive directors, board chairs, the partners that have sustained us up until this point, Business of Vancouver being one of them, which we're grateful for, our other funders and sponsors and stakeholders that have brought us here. I think we owe it to all of them in addition to the clients that we have served and will serve to continue to view that progress and on this continuum of programming um, in terms of full economic inclusion. For me, this is not about, this is not an organization that gets women jobs. This is an organization that is transforming the playing field of the workforce in Vancouver for greater equality in terms of economic access and contribution for women. So I've tried to steer clear of uh, anything that might be uh considered a cliche question, but I am going to end with one, right? And so it's uh, it's in this vein. If So if there's one thing that we all need to understand about the women who are coming through the program, if there's one thing that you we need to understand that you don't think necessarily is easily understood, what would it be? 
the one thing we all need to understand is that success is a combination of chance and opportunity. You have to be, you have to have the chance to seize the opportunity. And that's what we do. And that's all the women that are coming through our program are looking for is the chance to seize the opportunity themselves. This not a is, not a guarantee. This is not a guarantee. And we're, mm. it's also not a handout. It is right, absolutely providing them with an opportunity that every last one of us who's known success in our careers have had the chance to grab um, and creating conditions that make it more likely for them to come across those opportunities. Um, that's what I think people need to understand that they don't. Our women come to us ready to work and ready to excel. And we are just opening that door and creating that opportunity for them to grab onto it yeah. and launch themselves. Yeah. Well, it's a great gala. It's, um, it's a very moving event. Um, you know, I think people who are going have to be prepared to deal with that as well, because uh, I think that that's, that's one of the great attributes of it. But I want to thank you for your time, Amy. Congratulations on this new role. I look forward to hearing what you're going to be doing over the number of years ahead. Thank you. Happy to be here. Hopefully, we'll see you May 8th. Amy Rojo is the new Executive Director of Dress for Success. You've been listening to BIV Today. I'm Kirk LaPointe. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next time.